Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Calm Life here. My name is John, and joining me as always today is Scott. Coming up on today's podcast, we're talking with Dr. Bobin Patel to discuss a number of topics doctors are now addressing during this COVID-19 outbreak. But first, this podcast is brought to you in part by Calm Effect. We help people like you get information on natural alternatives so you can start living your best life today. And by Mind and Body Improvements. When you need relief, we can help with natural, more affordable CBD. First, just to be clear, all commentary that is expressed here in this podcast is based on opinion and experience. However, statements have not been approved by the FDA. This podcast is designed to inform and educate people to see if medical marijuana and or CBD would be a good choice for you. As I mentioned, Dr. Bobin Patel from Affordable Care Clinics is joining us on today's podcast. Doctor, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So, Doc, can you give us a little bit more about your background? Yeah, so uh, Affordable Care Clinics is actually a primary care clinic in uh, Orlando and Brevard County. And uh, we started uh, uh, medical marijuana in 2016 when it first started because our medical director, Dr. Balani, uh, you know, has a nonprofit organization and he likes helping the community out. And so he thought this was a great way to improve the qualities uh, uh, of life in uh, many of our patient population that we have. And, um, you know, he wanted me to kind of figure out the logistics and the legal uh, paperwork and, and streamline that process. And so we were the, uh, one of the first uh, to do it out in Brevard County. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Patel. So did you guys start in Brevard or did you start in the Orlando area? We actually started in Brevard County um, with Dr. Ragsdale and Dr. Bolani, and um, we were able to help around 500 patients in uh, 2016, uh, all the way from cancer to Parkinson's to MS to epilepsy. And uh, we saw great results and we're using it as bridge therapy to get patients off of uh, other medications and again, improving the quality of life for the patient and the caregiver. Dr. Patel, you mentioned bridge therapy. Are you guys seeing an uptick in that as far as people that really don't want to take the traditional medicines, the traditional prescription medicines, they'd rather go with a natural alternative? Are you guys seeing an uptick with that? Yes, certain genres of uh, pharmacology, yes. Um, Obviously, your cardiology meds, um, your heart medications, diabetes, no, right? Uh, But your other ones for depression, anxiety, pain, um, yes, for those type of medications, we're seeing patients not happy with the traditional um, um, pharmacy meds. And so th- they want to use a more natural approach with cannabis. Are these typically your existing patients for the primary care or are these patients coming in just for the medical marijuana? We were only doing referrals. So uh, patients that really needed it. And so if you looked at Amendment 2 and the diagnosis is if it was cancer, it was coming from oncologists. If it was PTSD, it was coming from the VA or psychiatrist, you know, glaucoma coming from ophthalmologists, Crohn's coming from GI. So, you know, these are hand-picked cases from uh, some of the top specialists in the counties. So are you seeing, I guess the word is approach, are you seeing doctors having maybe a different approach now when it comes to maybe looking at MMJ maybe right away for particular conditions as opposed to in the past where they'd say, well, that's a, that's a, you know, a crazy notion or that's kind of far out there in left field. Whereas nowadays it's more like, no, this could become mainstream actually, because we're seeing success here. Well, I think it's more the patients, right? Uh, The patients uh, know that it's an option now when amendment two was passed. And so 
they're going to their doctors and saying that they want uh, to learn more about medical cannabis and how they can help. Now, whether or not that physician then will uh, tell them that, hey, it's okay, it's 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 individual, you know, um, they're everybody's not on board, but um, we're getting more and more uh, physicians on board, and they're going to have to get on board whether they like it or not, because we need to know their medication. And as as a physician, you need to know their medication list, like if they're taking supplements or Ayurvedic or, you know, anything. And, and you have to take that into consideration when you're dosing them for with your own medications as a physician. Uh, so knowing your uh, patient in totality is always important in medicine. When patients come to you uh, regarding this option, what do you think is, is the biggest the biggest hurdle for them to really um, to accept medical marijuana as, as a potential? The biggest hurdle would be uh, knowing what, you know, what patient would qualify, like, will they qualify or not qualify? You know, it's like they don't they don't really know the process. And so, you know, it's our job to educate them on that process. Doctor, you mentioned educate uh, your patients on this process. As a doctor, do you feel more confident now when you go to talk to one of your patients, whether they're existing or whether they're brand new, that MMJ is a viable option? Yeah, our, pace, our our physicians and we feel very comfortable now recommending medical cannabis for many of uh, many diagnoses and many symptoms that we treat. Are there common ways that patients are taking the medical marijuana? I know there's different uh, ways to uh, to consume it. Yeah, so currently we have uh, vapes, we have drops, we have capsules, we have topicals, we have nasal sprays, we have inhalers, uh, we have capsules, so we have liquid. So there's many ways that you can take it. All right, we're speaking with Dr. Bobin Patel from the Affordable Care Clinics uh, here in Florida. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with the doctor to get his thoughts on how other doctors feel sometimes about the negative stereotypes surrounding vapes. More to come. Stay with us. This portion of the podcast is brought to you in part by Calm Effect. The process to obtain medical marijuana or CBD oil in the United States is not always straightforward. Recent laws have been passed that now give many qualified doctors the ability to recommend medical marijuana for a multitude of medical conditions. Typically, it only takes three easy steps and you too can feel better. However, the laws are different state to state. Calm Effect helps people like you get more information and find more affordable options. To learn more, just head to CalmEffect.com and start living your best life today. Are you looking for relief? Do you need something that can make a difference and give you the potential to enjoy more of life? Mind and Body Improvements is the answer. From topicals to edibles, from tinctures to bath bombs, your journey is made easier. When you need relief, we can help. Just head to mindandbodyimprovements.com to learn more about natural, more affordable CBD. All right, we're back here in the podcast. John and Scott talking with Dr. Patel here. Doctor, we talked about this a little bit before the break, vapes. Why is there so much of a negative stereotype surrounding vapes? Well, you know, right now in the vape market, there's so many different vapes. You can't, there's no one general category. You know, there's black market vapes, there's uh, THC vapes, there's CBD vapes, combination of those vapes, you know, there's nicotine vapes, uh, make your own vapes. And, and, and the key here is you have to have uh, make sure that you have a perfectly sealed 
product that's third-party tested and an approved molecule that's going into your lungs. And if you have something that's safe molecule that's going into your lungs, then you, you're, you're going to mitigate that risk. But again, if you tamper with the vapes or you add other additives or you add unapproved molecules like vitamin E acetate, and we can't pinpoint what molecules are causing all these problems, that's when we run into to trouble, right? Just like albuterol is used as an inhaler, it's an approved molecule for the lungs delivered in an inhaler. So if we can create a safe apparatus to deliver the uh, cannabinoids, uh, then yes, um, you know, vapes can be a safe form of, of vaping. But, you know, again, you have to make sure that everybody's doing their due diligence with their product. In general, is there is is there a way to take the medical marijuana that you recommend over the other? So do you recommend vape over oils or or um, topicals, or does it depend on the um, the condition? Yeah, every everybody's different. You know, you know, every patient's different. So we tailor it to based on how comfortable they are. Do they have lung issues, asthma issues, um, or they don't want to do it at all? So it, it really just we go person to person, you know, and that's the best way to approach good medicine anyway. Doctor, let's let's take a step outside the box here for a minute. How would legalizing marijuana uh, at the federal level change your perspective from the doctor-patient landscape? When you legalize it federally, now there's different parts to it, right? You get it out of a controlled substance, right? Now the medic it can be used as a medication. If it's recreational, it can be bought recreational. Let's split the two worlds, right? You have the medical world and the recreational world. So the physicians will still be able to prescribe or recommend medical cannabis. And then um, the recreational market will exist. But the nice thing about it going federal, now we can do research and we can do more research means that we can make better products for patients that are safer. Well, and I think that's the idea is you want to make it as easy as possible for patients to obtain this. I just can't believe that with all the benefits and the research that's been coming out, and I know it's been stifled for years, but with where we are now in 2020, you would think that at some point, I'm hoping some president or some body of legislative you know, area would take a look at this and go, guys, this is just stupid. We can grow this. We can give a lot of relief to a lot of people. We're not putting chemicals into their body that they don't know about why not at least try this and regulate it like tobacco and alcohol? I, I just, to me, it's mind boggling. Is the right step to go medical legal throughout the country or go straight to adult use? Do you get concerned that you'll lose some of the medical piece of it if it's adult use though? No, because the medical side will have no tax. The medical side will have concentrates or isolates. Um, it'll have different products for patients that are more medical grade, medical you know, formulas, medical routes of administration. And so um, no caps, certain, you know, maybe different caps than recreational. So I see there being different markets. I see there being a recreational market. I see there being a medical marijuana market. I see there being a pharmaceutical market. And then I see a CBD hemp market. So I see, I see four different markets actually. That's interesting. And don't, don't forget pets. There's, that's the fifth. Yeah. Oh, sure. Do pets visit your practice? No, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so give me an idea. What is the mental state of mind for a doctor 
during this time with regards to recommendations for medical marijuana while we're trying to endure this coronavirus? Yeah, currently in Florida, um, if you're an established patient, you can still be seen via telehealth. And so that allows us to have continuity of care for those patients in chronic pain due to one of the qualifying conditions or help those cancer patients or Parkinson's or MS patients. That's the nice thing about it. Um, if you're, you know, you know, you're still a new patient, uh, you know, uh, luckily that we're still considered essential uh, under that category. And so we can still help out those patients. And what kind of precautions do you do um, to help them to so that we're maintaining the six feet and, and so everybody's safe? Right. So offering one those telehealth options, sending HIPAA compliant uh, paperwork to them via uh, some email platform. Right. Uh, number three, if they do have to come into the clinics, we're locking the door. We're having them call us in their cars. We're giving them a questionnaire, CDC questionnaire, to see if they have any symptoms. We're also uh, have a thermometer out there to see if they do have a temperature, uh, and then assessing them if they're safe. And once they're safe, we give them a, a gloves and a mask, and they enter into the facility. The facility has the six-foot rule with the little tapes you've probably seen uh, at Subway now or you know, all these Costco, all these different stores are implementing the little stickers on the floor and uh, taking one patient at a time and reducing the number of patients inside the office. Doctor, you know, because we are doing all of this self-isolation, if you will, during this coronavirus outbreak, trying to stay as healthy and as safe as we can, do you think the telemedicine aspect will kick in and become the norm now moving forward in the future? And if so, does it make your life as a doctor easier? Um, I could see them creating a hybrid model, possibly. I don't know if they'll come, Florida will go completely. Uh, it's really hard to tell. I mean, our rules, I don't even know who made them up. Some of them don't even make any sense, like our seven-month certification, why 210 days? So I can't really read these guys' minds, you know. But in general, would telemedicine make your life easier? Yes, it would make uh, the doctor's life easier. Uh, the patient um, it would make it easier for them. Yes, it would. I just have a quick question about vaping and COVID. Um, are there any recommendations that any of the um, that you've heard out there, doctor, um, about staying away potentially from vapes at this time, or is it okay to continue using vapes um, as long as you don't have the virus? Uh, currently, if you're you want to protect your lungs as much as you can, so if you if you can avoid vaping, if, if that's the only route that you that you can get your medicine, then and you have no virus and you have no symptoms, then that's fine to continue. But you know, if you want to mitigate your risk, then you you know you can switch to drops for now. Uh, if you if you feel safer in that aspect, but again, if you have no symptoms or no, uh, you know, no risk or anything like that, and that's the best form of medicine for you that your doctor has recommended, then I don't see it not continuing it. But if you want to uh, play it safe, you can switch to drops for now. Doc, I, I have one other question as well. I, I think it's great. I just want to make sure that the listeners get full information. Am I correct that your offices are, are still completely um, open? You're seeing patients um, as needed, both on an urgent care as well as um, through appointments in addition to the medical marijuana. So um, in this time when it's, when it's crazy out there, that if they do have issues, they can uh, give your practices a call? Correct, yes. Any essential uh, patients, uh, essential needs that the patients need, uh, we're, we're definitely there for them. And what's the best way to find you guys on the internet? 
uh, affordablecareclinics.com. Dr. Patel, finally, um, if you were to give one message to our listeners out there that are considering medical cannabis use to try and ease some of their pain, some of their symptoms, what advice would you give them? Based on, you know, we've been doing this since 2016, and we've had a, a lot of patients with chronic pain along with one of the qualifying conditions. And we're, we were able to get them off of fentanyl, oxy, Percocet, Suboxone, and, and wean off of it or, or lower their doses. And, and medical cannabis and CBD uh, especially has been a great adjunct therapy uh, for for chronic pain management uh, for one of these qualifying conditions. And there's a, a location in Brevard, you said, as well as Orange County? Correct. Yes. We have one in Avalon Park, uh, one by the Florida Mall, and one in uh, Malabar Road in Palm Bay. Thank you, Dr. Maven Patel, for joining us here in the Calm Life. Our goal is to help people feel better and to inform them that there are natural alternatives available out there right now that can help you start living your best life.